Welcome to Loose Leaf TNU, a podcast designed to invite people into conversation that cultivates community response. I'm Kennedy Kreider. And I'm Allie Tuity, and we would like to invite you to put the kettle on, make yourself a cup of tea, and participate alongside us in difficult topics, playful banter, and hopeful conversation. Today's episode hosts Javian Smith, a senior sociology major at Trevecca Nazarene University. Javian is a key leader on campus of Trevecca's Black Student Leadership Group, Walden, and is such a kind and gentle soul. Um, We are recording on November 6th, 2020, and the election results are still unclear. We recognize that this is an important thing for us to be talking about on campus, but with everything so up in the air, we wanted to be wise with our time and approach before beginning that conversation. So join us this week as Javian, Kennedy, and I talk about Black Student Voice and Trevecca's response to the murder of George Floyd. All right, so um, the question we always want to start out our podcast with is what tea are you drinking? Right, our name is Loose Leaf Tea. So what tea are you drinking literally, but then also metaphorically? um, What's warming you up this week? What's keeping you sustained? So yeah, just start anywhere in there. Um, well... Okay, yesterday I decided to just skip class because I just needed a break. Yeah, and we love self-care. That <laughs> moment was really refreshing for me. Like, I literally drove up here. I'm a commuter, so I drove up here. I was parked, ready to go in. I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing this. And so I drove back home, and I took a little nap, and I just, that really sustained me. I left. We have a class together, and I left that class early because I was, I was tapped out. So yeah, yeah same mood. <laughs> um, and then we are currently drinking green tea. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, um, and and be friends, um, <laughs> being inclusive here. <laughs> um, so we kind of don't really know each other, Javian. Yeah. Um. I have a class with you. Right. We're in criminal investigation together. Yes. Which feels like the most random class for me. Uh-huh. Um, but I guess it might not be for you. What are you studying? So I'm a sociology major, minoring in counseling. And so with the sociology program here, we have a lot of criminology classes for some reason. So like, yeah, it's it was it's really random for me too. But, okay. And it's an elective class, so it's not a requirement. I don't think so yeah it's random for me too <laughs> it yeah yesterday we were talking about different degrees of murder yeah and I was like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh uh. you should have been there for the writing assignment the picture that we had to write about oh my gosh it was very gruesome yeah that class is is very random it's like learning about knife wounds yeah. and um like gunshot, shrapnel, and things like that, and I'm a social justice major, so (laughs) it does, it feels very, feels very random for me. It's fascinating, though. Um, yeah, so what are your other roles on campus? You said you're a sociology major. Mm -hmm. What are those, what are some other, and you're a commuter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what does that look like for you as well? Well, um, I have about a, depending on the day, about a 30-minute commute to and from, and I mean, that also depends on traffic and everything, so that's very new for me because my family moved this August, 
like my commute before was like seven minutes tops and then now it's 30 minutes Mm -hmm. so it's just it's great but um as far as other roles on campus i am walden's or one of walden's advisory board members so you know like a club is supposed to have a an advisor and so this year we decided to have a plethora of advisors so um i'm on that board for walden yeah um, for our listeners who might not know what Walden is, yes. could you kind of talk about Walden and what that's like so and what that is? Walden is Trevecca's Black Student Association, and so basically we serve as a community for Black students who may not feel comfortable here, and we serve as the voice for them. So, you know, if there's an issue that they have on campus, we take that and communicate that to the higher ups if we can so yeah and then what kind of drew you to these roles or the role in Walden that you hold so um coming here of course as a black student I also felt very uncomfortable um so we were we as in me and Tanesha Rush who was the first president of Walden we took the club and created it as a space for black students to come and feel comfortable and express themselves when, because it's like, it's a space for them to come and just release and actually be who they really are. Mm -hmm. And so I was involved in that freshman year and then sophomore year I became vice president. Junior year I took a step back because I wanted to give other people the opportunity to take on leadership roles and then this summer we reestablished Walden into more of a council and so now I'm the board member. Cool. Um yeah, so this is your senior year. Yes. Um what you kind of touched on what it was like for you as an incoming freshman. Mm-hmm. Um and what that looked like for you feeling uncomfortable and um, like being a black student at Trevecca, what were the initial people that you felt like were for you and who were the people that you felt like were against you? Um, so I think that my transition into Trevecca was easier than most other black students because I came here with my best friend who is also black, Tynesia. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had her as support, but then as far as like faculty or staff, um, you know, Broderick is the one that brought the whole Walden idea to us. So mm-hmm. him and Dr. Gordon, who is a social justice professor, she is also there a lot. And I mean, it was easy to feel like you know, Dr. Boone was really against us because I feel like he really wasn't knowledgeable about what our black students are going through. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, SGA doesn't really have much, um, many events that are diverse to yeah. other students' interests. So, yeah. And then I might, I feel like I might, have the timeline of this wrong, but when did Walden become like a Trebecca club? That was during your time too, right? Yes. I think we finally were able to 
were recognized as a club in 2018, I believe. Yeah, I think so. So before that, um, what did it look like for black students as a community at Tribeca? Um, I think that most of us really just fall into where we fall into, and the ones that don't really find a community just leave. Mm-hmm. Um, a stat that we were always told was we retain half of our African-American students. And so, you know, it's, it's crazy to think about my freshman year and all the black students that I saw are now gone. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just, yeah. even like retaining me was really, or like staying here was hard for me as well. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, if you're comfortable with it, mm-hmm. um, would can you talk a little bit more into the struggles of um, staying here and how you have felt yeah. Welcomed or unwelcomed here on campus? Mm-hmm. So, I feel like I should say that my first choice for college was a HBCU, which is a historically black college or university. Um, and so that's dramatically different than the community that I get here. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're a PWI, which is a predominantly white institution. And so, you know, I often felt like there's no one like me here. No one really understands the struggles that I go through as a black person. And so I really felt like I needed that. So I was going to transfer to HBCU in my junior year, but it didn't work out as far as financial aid. And also just financial aid here is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was also another thing that really has nothing to do with me being black, but like, you know, just like. <laughs> just paying <laughs> for school. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's really difficult. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I, yeah, I wondered about, you talked about like, the, that's a stat that you hear, like this 50% of black students that get retained at Trebekah, like who, People are just telling you that stat. Like, what? What do you? Who's? Who's like? It was Broderick who Broderick told us. Yeah, that. when okay. when Walden was getting started. Okay. And so I guess, I mean, I don't know if there's any way to like find that in writing, but I think that, you know, it was really, it really stuck with me. Because yeah. I think it kind of like helped us really get the drive to get Walden going because we wanted to retain more black students so maybe it was like this ploy to get us like (laughs) empowered (laughs) but I mean it worked does it feel feel empowering or does it feel like a limitation um I think it's it's more empowering because you I think with Walden you I feel like we're doing the good work like we're trying to get students to stay here but what I've learned is that it's more than just providing students with the community it's also getting them to stay here a lot of students have like financial issues staying here and so there's that 
issue as well. It, it's just, it's so much. But yeah, it was empowering to know that we could possibly change that stat to like retaining more black students. What are some things that are working well um, with your work on campus and what are some things that consistently go unaccomplished in that as well? So with Walden, I think that we get people who have heard of it before that are interested in what we're doing. And like we had the food truck event for a welcome week. (laughs) And from what I heard, a lot of people were really interested in being involved and helping out and wanting to get positions. But then when it came down to handing out those applications and finding actual people who really were going to follow through on their interests, there wasn't really anyone. And there are also, we really want more black male students to be a part of it right now. I think with the exception of Broderick and Jacoby, who was another, um, board member on the advisory board um everyone else is are are women right and so we would love to get more black male students involved so that's a struggle and of course like Broderick and Jacoby aren't students right right yeah yeah Yeah, I from what I see of Broderick he just carries so much as like Rebecca's black man like yeah. he is like, yes. the only one <laughs> yeah. yeah um and yeah and I mean for that even to be showing up in the leadership of a club mm-hmm. like where the, I'm sure there's other black women who are a part of Walden but maybe the the leadership is just even there it's it's difficult um I mean it's, it's weird because since we've changed the um, what Walden is from like a club club to the council, okay. it's kind of weird to really say as of right now. Um, but in the past when we were a club and we would have members come and we would do things for them, um, we would have like a black male student like come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we, yeah, we don't have any. So, can you tell a little bit more about what that transition from being a club to being a council looked like and where that, like, decision came from? Mm -hmm. So, the club, we, it was, we met every Friday at a specific time, I can't remember, and we would just, you know, have, like, have games and talk, and it was just, like, really just a place to wind down. And then we would do other, like, events and activities and whatever. Um, But we realized that that wasn't really reaching enough black students. So um, this summer, Broderick came with the idea to make it a council. And, I mean, it just just happened because Broderick really said so. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, so what does that look like now then? Like what does what does that mm-hmm. um, council do? What are the roles of that council? So we have the executive committee. So we have different committees. And so there's the executive committee, which is the president and vice president. And then there is the event planning committee that 
plans our events, executes all that. And there's the connections committee that, you know, provides connections to whoever really needs it, like whether it's on campus or eventually want to do like off campus connections as far as jobs and like volunteering options. And then there's the um, communications committee, which is just like PR. So that's, that's us now. Yeah, especially, it seems, it's, it's definitely sounding like because Walden's kind of transitioned into this council too, that mm -hmm. there's a lot more council type of situations mm -hmm. on campus. And I think too, this year, that makes a lot more sense given that community is such a hard thing to cultivate yeah. anyways. Yeah. Um, students are having such a hard time connecting with one another and finding mm -hmm. spaces to connect. Yeah. Um, but, it al but also, like, it's, we can't. Like, <laughs> we can't really gather. We can't do those things. Yeah, so that's and that difficult. sucks a lot. Yeah. So before you talked a little bit about how you kind of felt like Dan Boone, who is our president here at Tureka, wasn't fully in support of Walden. It wasn't that he wasn't or in support, but I don't feel like he is really aware of, like, the issues that black students have to endure yeah so along that line um how do you what are ways that you wish that walden or just you as a person mm -hmm. were being supported by the school in maybe student development or really like anybody mm -hmm. um well i have a perfect example of this like you know this summer with the whole george floyd issue mm -hmm. and then a few months ago the jacob blake yeah. thing had happened and there was just like the whole like is Trevecca gonna make a statement about it? Are they gonna talk about it? And it's like I I know that they came to Broderick, I think, and asked if they should make a statement. And the fact that they had to ask if they should make a statement was just like why would you wonder if you should or shouldn't, especially right. if there are black students on campus, this, like, it, it obviously affects the black community. And it's like, it's so, like, I think the issue of unarmed black men and black people being killed by police officers has become a really big political issue when it shouldn't be a political issue. Right. Um, it's someone's life and you know, we understand that Trevecca is a nonpartisan school or whatever, but we're not asking Trevecca to make a political statement. We're just asking them to be there and have empathy. And like in our time of distress and despair and heartache and fear, to just be like, hey, we're here. We see what's going on. And, you know, we have hope that things will get better in the future. And so just like that would yeah. have been nice. Yeah. It's, yeah, like I think there's the book that's been going around most, I think, during all of this is How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. Mm -hmm. I know that's a book that a lot of people have been talking about. I've seen it on a lot of desks, even like within faculty here. Oh. And like in his book, right, he talks about there's no not racist. 
there's nobody who's like not racist. You're either racist or you're anti-racist. Mm-hmm. And Trebecca has yet to make the decision to be anti-racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the that's evident in our lack of policy changes, mm-hmm. in our lack of a voice to the George to the murder of George Floyd, mm-hmm. and our lack of voice to the murder of so many mm-hmm. like black people even within the Nashville community. Yeah. yeah. Um it's just it's hurtful to hear that money from donors is yeah. like ultimately why they won't say anything explicit towards the whole issue. <sighs> it's really discouraging. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I served on SGA for two years, and what they always nailed into our heads was that, you know, a big thing and part of SGA is planning events so that people feel welcome here, people, you know, have events to go to and com- create community, and it's really, and last year our, our mission for what, I don't remember the wording of it, but was diversity, and, and we talked so much about inviting people to our table and it's so disheartening to hear that and like I to some extent I guess I understand this but so disheartening to hear that money is more important than making someone feel loved Mm um and like I always I always would say okay well we can invite people to our table but we also need to like go to their table sometimes and like be friends with people and like have community with them as well instead of just expecting them to come to our table and be like us. Yeah, I mean, I remember um, Avalare, like that was a consistent thread, right? And I think you were in my you were in my building when I was in for Tennessee. a little bit. Yeah, in Tennessee. Yes, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I remember going into your room to be checked. You and Ty were always asleep. Um, you were never awake when I went in there um but yeah like like even as an RA consistently coming into con like into contact with really high high intensity situations involving um students of color mm-hmm. um not just black students but students of color who were experiencing some sort of um issue that they felt like the university wasn't understanding and then trying to present that to student development and feeling like it was just kind of like patted down or like this isn't the concern of the university Mm -hmm. um and um you know like to some extent that was I was realizing I was like okay I'm treating Trebecca like a community because that's what we say we are but ultimately it's a university mm-hmm. and I'm trying to expect it to be a church. Mm-hmm. Um, but as an institution, you're held responsible to making those kinds of statements. Right. Um, and to be an institution that claims to be a church, you're taking on the responsibility of mm-hmm. caring for your students as though they were the body of Christ. If that's yeah. what we're saying we are mm-hmm. um right a christian community in the heart of nashville right like yeah i'm about to ask a big question okay. so if you can't answer it 
Uh, totally understandable, but if there, if you could sum it up, this feels like an impossible question, but if you could sum up what you would want the university to understand and like to get, what would that be? Um, I mean, I think it's hard for anyone to really understand other people's struggles, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just ultimately, personally, I would just love a little empathy. Just, just a little empathy. Just a little empathy. That's, that's all I <laughs> It doesn't seem that hard. Yeah. And especially, like you guys said, like as a Christian community, like you would think that something like that would be pretty easy and to show compassion. But... Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Yeah. What, this is another maybe impossible question, mm-hmm. um, but what resources have you needed that you couldn't get? I feel like I should say that we, when Walden was established, we really wanted it to be a black student association. But, and for years, other students have fought for a black student association on Trevetta's campus, but um, they were told by different administration. Um, and I think that for us, it was, I can't remember his name, but it was like some dean. And he said like, we're not gonna have a black student association because it's gonna be divisive on campus. And so, um, we had to find a loophole to make Walden happen. And so we just called it like a leadership club. Wow. So um, even just like the resource of support and oh, like in that. Yeah, and recognition definitely um, would be, it would be nice. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like watching, I'm really I'm watching the Kazee tea. and Caleb's face, <laughs> and I know that we're all, this is the first time I'm hearing that, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that I'm, like, physically tense, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> just because how silent, like, it's one thing to silence your voice, and it's another thing to silence your identity, right? You say that even acknowledging the presence of black students on campus is divisive. Mm-hmm. Um, how completely destructive that is. Yeah, and I mean, we weren't even asking for, like, like, we're going to be this big pro-black, like, forget everyone else club. Like, we were just like, we just need a club where black students can have a community. And, like, I think, I understand, like, that was what we, um, or what they had advertised to them, but... Um, yeah, they said it was going to be divisive, so. Well, I was thinking this summer when all this was going on and we were waiting for the university to make a statement or anyone in leadership, anyone in student leadership, um, they were talking about making a Christian sorority and fraternity. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't mad about that. They didn't think that would be divisive. And during all of this, they decided to do that. 
Yes. Yeah, I had heard that, that, that those conversations were happening on SGA at the same time, and I knew that there was also a conversation happening about, like, okay, how are we going to... It almost sounded like, a, how are we going to appease the this conversation, Luke. opposed to how are we going to recognize how we have drastically failed our black students and mm. drastically failed the Nashville community as a whole if we're mm. not making a statement. We are surrounded by the black community. Like, Trevecca is a predominantly white institution surrounded by black neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, you can hear sirens happening on Murfreesboro Road mm-hmm. every time. Like, I don't know that there's a time I've driven down that road where I've not seen a cop car. Mm-hmm. And, like, those are all statements about just what's what it looks like around our neighborhood but even if that's all you were looking at and you weren't even making an assumption about what's going on Mm -hmm. you would still know that these are issues that apply to this community this Mm -hmm. applies to our neighborhood yeah um and yeah yeah Yeah, kind of a tangent but um (laughs) well um what i'm about to say is when the tornadoes happened back in march before corona like in that same way, like, we were waiting for an, av- like, that chapel that morning, uh, me and Allie, did we meet, did we go together or did we meet we up? Went to ch- we went to chapel together and then we met up afterwards, um, to talk to one of the professors, um, yeah, cause chapel, and ask for some help of, like, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. I actually chapel, went with Ty. Yeah, oh, chapel ended up being, which was great, just, like, a worship service. And no one addressed the elephant in the room that a lot of us who are local were, like, torn for our community. And, like, in the same way over the summer a lot of us were for our friends and humans. Yeah. And um, we were just waiting. And, yeah, we talked to a faculty member and we were like, we need to do something. We need to, I don't know, lament or, like, we need... An organized effort mm-hmm. and it ended up did Josh Connerty have to organize that Josh and I yeah did yeah we um, yeah he ended up pulling something together yeah but also in that same way that it took so long for the university to do something like it was a student-led thing mm-hmm. and like in all of these areas I wish like I speak for myself I wish the the university could do something or say at least say something so I mean that's why we're doing this well exactly that's exactly what that's these are some of the key pieces that Mm -hmm. like started this podcast where this summer Kennedy and I calling each other in frustration about (laughs) the the university's silence on these Mm -hmm. topics Mm -hmm. saying even if, it, like, I was talking to another faculty member who was like, you know what should have happened? They should have said, wow, Trebecca doesn't know how to handle this, but we have a club of black students. Let's hand this to Walden. Let's let Walden write a statement for us. Mm-hmm. Let's say Walden, like, like Walden speaks for Trebecca. Like, that's what should have happened. Wow. Um, to say we have drastically failed our students, but we want to support the existing structures. Even that is still putting a ton of responsibility onto Walden. That yeah. shouldn't happen, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. we don't want to over responsibilize students of color. Yeah. But like, nothing happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that even was a great like to say. 
so we don't we don't know what to do like even if they were to admit like we don't know what to do or what yeah. the right response is but we know that we support these students mm-hmm. yeah um ask yeah um speaking speaking to that and Kennedy and I have been just kind of ranting for a little bit yeah. and we want to we want to give the space back to you yeah sorry <laughs> no, it's fine it's completely fine um but what have you felt goes silenced at Trebekah I think what I said before about, I, I mean, I guess really just not so much silence, but just unheard. Um, just like the cries for support. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that a lot of, I remember this summer, there was a student who was one of my friends and he wanted to organize a protest for Trebekah students to attend and for like the whole Black Lives Matter thing and um, I can't exactly remember how it happened but of course with COVID like there were there was concerns and I don't really know if it fell through because the student just didn't follow through with it or because we just were told we couldn't do it but just like I feel like the cries for for just the support when students really want to do something to to help communities goes unheard, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not even it's not a lack of student effort. Oh yeah, definitely not. I there's so many people that I sit down with or I have sitting down with and they talk about like, Oh, I'd love to do this, I would love to do this and I've seen students pushing for the change, but it's just like you know, it just can't be the students that are yeah. asking for this. Like we need the support of our faculty, staff, the higher ups and yeah, like we can't do this by ourselves. Right. Mm. Yeah. I just think one thing that's been difficult, Kennedy mentioned she served on SGA in the past. I actually hold a seat on SGA. Um, I'm a junior class vice president. Shout out to the junior class. Y'all are great. Um, but one thing that's been difficult I've noticed is, especially with those um, conversations around inclusivity and being like, how can we help black students feel more you know, included? Um, we leave that up to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, those conversations go, we're going to do this. Does this sound good to all of us? Really and quick, really quick. Yeah. Are there any black students on SGA right now? Um, I, Kristen Jones and Jonathan Obi. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's something I found as well. And I got to a point where I... Like, I <laughs> planned the junior-senior dance last year that obviously didn't get to happen because of COVID. Oh, man, I was excited to go to that. I know. Yeah. And I, we were going to do Roaring Twenties theme, and we had heard that that language maybe wasn't the best because the Roaring Twenties were not Roaring for everyone, mm-hmm. admittedly. I never would have thought of that. And so when I heard that, I asked if I could go to the diversity council and, like, ask them. Mm-hmm. 
what they thought about it. And it, that was not that hard to do. Right. Why are we not doing these things? We have these people here. Mm-hmm. Just ask them. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the lack of accountability. Like, if we decide, oh, putting this many black artists in the playlist means that we included everyone, good for us, right? Like, um, there's there's no accountability for for just us deciding this is what we want to do mm-hmm. so that you guys feel welcome. Yeah. And that's the thing as well. When the whole... they. Did this whole vote, somebody wanted to reduce the number of chapel credits, and a lot of people on on the SGA didn't think it was a good idea, so they voted no, when overwhelmingly there was a petition in voice of the student to lower it. I had to, because I represented the students, not my own interests or thoughts on it, had mm. to vote yes to pass it, and it failed, but... It's just the lack of SGA and any anybody who represents people to understand what it means to represent people. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yes. do you do you wish you were being asked, or do you wish people were doing their own work, or what does that look like? I mean, in the case that you want to include Black students, I think it's best to ask, like, okay, what can we do for you? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, you know, with, like I said before, with, like, making the statements, I don't I don't feel like you should have to ask to, like, should we give you guys support? Like, should we show compassion for you wow. guys? You shouldn't have to ask yeah. for that. Um, but, yeah, when you want to hear someone's point of view or you're wondering what, like, how can we include black students or like other students of color, you should definitely go to those students and ask what can we do for you guys? That means a lot. Yeah. What, um, what, actually I don't even know that that question. I feel like we kind of already answered it. I feel like we answered it, yeah. I was gonna ask you where are the holes in the system, but mm-hmm. if if the hole in the, the biggest hole in the system is that you're not even being heard, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or asked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, wow. Um, to, just to add on to that, like, I don't even think that we're given the platform to speak or to, like, be heard. Um, so that would be great also to give us the chance like hey like this is your moment to let us know like what do you need and then like to continue doing that I think that would be really great yeah yeah it oh we end our all of our podcasts with a rapid fire kind of humorous kind of serious um questions it almost feels wrong to just jump into that because well, yeah. we want we want to acknowledge like you you cared like we're all sitting here tense and angry after forty five minutes of talking with yeah. you about this, and mm-hmm. you carry this around as your daily Tribeca experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and we want to acknowledge like you're a human too, and you yeah. have other things that you carry around besides just the weight of um, Tribeca's racism. Yeah. Like you you carry a lot as a as a person who's studying sociology, as a person who's trying to pay for school as a person who wanted to go to junior senior yes (laughs) (laughs) yes 
Um, and so I think to that extent, these these questions do matter in a sense of like just reminding us like, who's Johnny Ed Smith? And yeah. <laughs> like, well, yes. <laughs> so. Um, so maybe it, maybe in, in the spirit of that, we'll ask you some of these questions. Yeah. yeah. Disclaimer, though, they're doing a sound check on the steps of McClicken right now. For, <laughs> I don't know what, but, oh, it's homecoming week. So, oh, look. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll start with the first question. Um, what is your favorite building on campus and why? Um, okay, I'm just going to say the first thing that came to my mind was definitely Tennessee Hall because it just holds so many memories <laughs> it's yeah I'm gonna cry both so I was only living on campus um the second part of my freshman year and the first part of my sophomore year and so <laughs> cute background music <laughs> <laughs> and so those years were really really special to me and I just enjoyed my time being a residential student and but well I guess what I was going to say was that before the music interrupted me was that um I stayed in Tennessee both of those years and I loved it even though it was a long walk everywhere yeah, yeah. I loved it oh that walk to Boone oh my gosh Ooh. it was just it was terrible I lived in Wise for a year oh my, oh gosh. my goodness oh my um, gosh I loved having you as a resident oh thank you every time we walk in all the RAs would be like Javian so smiley and happy <laughs> <laughs> okay next question we're not rapid firing dang it okay if this last week was a candle what would it smell like Oh my gosh. I mean, like, considering what's been going on this week. I just was like, <laughs> oh, what a candle. Oh my gosh. Like, I think it would smell like sweat, anxiety. <laughs> yeah, sweat. I was like, my answer would be anxiety. I don't know what that smells like, but that's so Exactly, funny. yeah. Ooh. Definitely. Just, yeah. Don't light that candle, but light a, light a prayer don't candle instead. Yeah. Like, like, um, okay, uh, what is your favorite song to sing in the shower? Oh my gosh. Well, it depends on how I'm feeling. Okay, give us, like, the, uh, the high, like, the top, whatever. I mean, I love Beyonce, so really yes. anything Beyonce, mm. definitely. Great answer. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with that, yeah. Okay. Um, love on Top is my jam oh my at all times. Yes, and, yes. Yes. Um, okay, what was the moment you knew you had to do something in regard to activism or just anything? That moment from inaction to action, if you can think of one. Um, um gosh, I know I have one, but nothing is coming to my mind. That was really, like, fun, and then it went to, like, serious. I know. We should transition um, that. <laughs> um... I mean, for me, it's it's hard to say because I really what comes to my mind is that I'm very much just an observant person. So I'm sure there's been a time that I've like sprung into action to like help, but um, I I say this all the time with my mom, like, we're always talking about, like, social problems and stuff, and of course, I'm a sociology major, so, like, I learn about that stuff all the time, but whenever she's, like, 
well, what's the solution? Like, what can we do? I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't learn about, like, how to fix it. I just learn about the issues. Yeah. And so um, I'm sure that if I had, like, a a more, um, I guess for lack of a better word, like, if I was more outspoken, I feel like I would spring into action a lot more. But, yeah. Well, I, I think even when you were talking about earlier about learning about that stat about Trevika only retaining half of their black students, mm-hmm. and that kind of motivating you guys to start Walden, like, yeah. that, I think, I mean, I think that observation oh, yeah. is, is huge, though. Mm-hmm. That's the first step of permaculture. Yes! <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shout out Jason Atkins. <laughs> yeah, so when we... I, in environmental justice, when we talk about like sus- like this like a uh, self-sustaining ecosystem, the first and longest step is always observation, mm-hmm. and that is at the core of activism is observing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to our observers out there. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, observers. <laughs> um, last question: okay. What would response look like for this podcast? Um. Well, I would hope that um, there'd be more awareness to what black students, or like at least my experience as being a black student on campus has been, and then more call to to give support. So even if like administration doesn't do anything, like I would hope that someone would hear this and be like, okay, like this is what they're going through. Like next time something happens or just like when I feel like it, I go to a black friend that I know, I'm like, hey, like, I'm here for you, like, I see you, and even though I don't really understand what you're going through, I know that it's hard, and I just hope that it gets better. Wow, that's good. Mm. I feel like uh, it was, like, the end of, a like, church. I feel like we were just at church. <laughs> the preacher got up. There's that music. <laughs> I don't know if y'all can hear it on the podcast, but... What an experience we just had. <laughs> well, Javion, thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. This has been so much fun. That That's really, like, the goal of this podcast. Like, Allie and I know that we are two heterosexual white females, <laughs> and we just want to use our privilege and make spaces for other people to be heard. I really so, appreciate this, you guys. Thank really you so do. much for coming and being yeah. a part of this. If you would like to leave any suggestions for future topics of episodes or guests, please email us at lltnu at gmail.com, and that'll be in the show notes. And as always, like, comment, and subscribe. See you later.